Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. My name is Nina Minnis, and it is wonderful to have you listen in today with Living Waters Flowing. I just want to say um, straight off the bat, thank you all for your love and support. Um, I appreciate it, but it really warms my heart to know that God is speaking and God's people are hearing what he has to say has nothing to do with me. I'm just a willing vessel. But the fact that God is speaking to you, it it encourages me to keep going, to keep doing what God has for me to do. So I want to say thank you so much. Queens of God, my Facebook group um, and my awesome team. Thank you all so much for all the ways that you minister to the woman of God and the way we minister to each other. Um, there's um, members of the group that post amazing things and so many great things to come. Also, um, thank you for the invitation from um, Marriage Takes Three. Um, thank you so much. Um, I was a honor to be invited um, to be part of the focus group. You all are amazing women, and I pray that I will be able to be a part of what you're doing further. And thank you again so much. Today, you all, I am definitely going to be in a lot of word. (laughs) A lot of word. Y'all know how it is with me sometimes. See, today, seriously, get your notebooks, get everything situated. God has really been pouring into me in this word. And really and truly, this particular word has been building. And I believe that God is going to release me to do other things related to people in general, because he's been actually taking me through a season of delivering me from people and the opinions of people. And let me tell you, it's been rough. Um, Sometimes uh, God will deliver us through going through being persecuted, being accused falsely, um, being judged and and just torn down. He'll he'll have us to allow us to go through those things so that we can see what he is speaking of when he is delivering us, when he's bringing us out of it. He'll have examples to point to and say, okay, remember this person, remember that person, remember these group of people, remember how I had to pull you through this, remember what I showed you in that. So today we're going to kind of be in that area. So let's go ahead and start with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we love you. Lord, we worship you. We honor your presence even now. Thank you, Lord, for showing up and showing out in our lives. Lord, those of us who are in need of you in in any particular area of our life, Lord, we lay our lives down to you right now. And we say, Lord, have your way. Have your way in our lives. Lord God, I thank you right now that the word that you are speaking today will bring life that will set people free in the area of people. Lord, I thank you, God, that you are placing your love deeply, rooted deeply and ground just deep into our hearts so that we can see people 
for who they are and what they are, but to love them and to do your will concerning people. Lord, I thank you, God, that I am moving myself out of the way right now. And I'm asking God that you speak your words through me. Use my personality. Use how I express myself, but use it in the way that you feel that would be a blessing to your people. Lord, minister to your people today in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. God, we thank you. Amen. Amen. So let me tell you, the topic today is they cannot go with you. Huh? They cannot go with you. Now, I know that uh, many of us are saying, well, what does that mean? They cannot go. Who is they? They would be the people who do not directly align with your purpose. So you would say, well, how would I know who doesn't align with my purpose? Who doesn't? Who? who, who how do I know that somebody who's living a lifestyle right now won't straighten out and do right later? Maybe it's for me to stick with them and show them the way and be that example. Not everybody. Not everybody, because we all are walking our own journey and we all have our own decisions to make. So sometimes God will separate us from people. In fact, he does it a lot, especially when you go up in, in levels with God. And when I say levels, I mean in depth in your relationship with him and in depth of knowledge of him and his word. When you go and, and, and you dig deeper into God's word, when you go and dig deeper into his presence, you it, it literally changes your sensitivity your sensitivity to him, but also you become more sensitive to the people around you. The things that used to not bother you about people, about certain ones in your life, things that you used to just brush off and say, oh, that's them. Oh, that's that's just the way they do things. Oh, that's just the way they act. Oh, that. All of a sudden, those things become really irritating and you start seeing them for what they really are. And you're like, oh, why do I put up with this? It, it gets to be an irritation to you. That lets you know that God is doing something in you that is not aligning with who they are. So let's go into the word because like I was saying before and what our our um, topic is today, they cannot go with you. There are going to be many instances in our lives where God will take us down different routes in life. He will have us to um, change, sometimes change to a different church, maybe change to a different job, maybe change to a new city, um, a new state, a new country. Um, maybe God is calling you to go on missions. Maybe God is calling you to um, start a new business. Uh, maybe God is calling you to start a nonprofit organization, start your own church, start your own ministry. Um, 
to open up and, and go into real estate and start connecting with investors and different things of that nature. Sometimes God is, is wanting to take us into avenues and areas in life that we have no foreknowledge of. We don't know the areas that he's stepping, he's putting us into. So therefore, it's going to shift our attention towards him more because we have to rely on him. We have to depend on him for every step that we need to make along the journey. And there are people in our lives that would serve as a distraction to where God is taking us or would later um, come up to be a deterrent or someone that discourages us along the way because they don't understand why you're doing the things you're doing or where you're going and how you're going about doing it. So God sees this and he knows who belongs in our lives and who don't. So we're going to start out with our key verses today. And this is going to be in Genesis 12, 1 through 5. And I'm going to be reading these out of the NIV version. Now, let me say this. Genesis 12 through 5, or at least even 1 through 3. Every time God has made a major move in my life, personally, he has always brought me to Genesis 12. I promise you, every single time God is going to do something major in my life or shift me in a major way to move to another city, to move to another state, to change to a different job, to get involved in something new. He always brings me here. So let's go ahead and start Genesis 12, 1 through 5. The Lord had said to Abraham or Abram at that time. Let's start over again. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haram. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people that they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan and they arrived there. And again, that's Genesis 12, one through five. Now let's go back up a little bit because God said to who? Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then you go back down and it says, so Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Um, am I seeing this right? Because up at the top, it said, go from your country, your people and your father's household. Ain't Lot part of his father's household? Isn't Lot part of the people that he was supposed to go away from? But he's taken Lot with him. 
Okay, so let me give you a little backdrop of who Lot is. Lot is his nephew, yes, but his nephew of his brother that passed away years before, Abram's brother. He passed away. So Lot probably was living with his father and Abram. So he probably figured, hey, he's always been with me. He's always been a part of my household, a a part of the the people that live amongst me. So I'm not going to leave him here. I'm just going to go on and tag him along. God didn't say that. God did not say take Lot, did he? I, I didn't hear him say that up there. So we have to really understand what this is about. In fact, let's go to Genesis eleven twenty seven. I want to give you a little backdrop of the family, of Abram's family. So we're going to go to Genesis eleven twenty seven through 31. And this is in the NIV version. This is the account of Terah, Terah's family line. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. And Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The names of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife is Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was childless because she had not been able to conceive. Terah took his son, Abram, his grandson, Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, the son, the wife of Abram, and together they set out for earth of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they went, when they came to Haran, they settled there. Now, I want to make something clear here. When God sent Abram and told him to leave where he was to a place that he would show him, it sounds like to me that it was on Terah's heart at first to go the entire distance. But he settled. What did the word say in uh, 31? Genesis uh, 30, um, sorry, excuse me, Genesis 31, that he settled in Haran. He was supposed to go further, but he didn't. But guess what? God knew that. And he chose Abram to go the rest of the way. And he was going to bless him. And he was going to curse those that curse him. And he was going to bless those that bless him. So let me tell you something. Some family cannot go with you. That's our first point of the day. Some of your family cannot go with you. And this can be hard sometimes because sometimes our strongest influence can be our family because we believe that they know us best because they've known us since we were children, since we were infants. We feel like, hey, this is family. They've been knowing me all of these years, so they know me best. But you know what? That's not true. That is not true. Not true. Let me tell you, there are many of my family members that I've grown up with, that um, I have cousins that I've grown up with. I was I was basically raised an only child by my mother, um, but I lived. We lived with my grandparents, 
And so because at the time it was me and I had a cousin, uh, Nikki and Tamara, we all were only children of our mothers. And so we were cousins. We were somewhat close. We would we would hang out together and everything. We go over each other's house. But in the end, we are all three different people now living totally different lives and they probably are still amazed at how many twists and turns my life has went into (laughs) and the, the truth is the Nina that they knew back in those days when we were children I'm not the same Nina they're they're not the same Nikki they're not the same Tamara we're not the same anymore So we have to understand that sometimes life takes us in directions that even our families can't go with us. And that is true for many other uh, forms of family. Sometimes we form a familyhood of people that we work with. Um, We become uh, like family to them or we come like family to people that we go to church with. And sometimes God will lead us to go a different route, lead us to go to a different job, lead us to go to a different church. Um, because God knows where we're needed. God grows us and, and really he knows what is needed within us and he knows where to send us to get what we need to go the other direction or, or to go further in him. So it isn't always about just people falling out and and, and having a disagreement and they leave each other alone. Sometimes it is only about God's will and God's purpose for that person that he knows where he's going to have to minister to them. He has people set up in their path that is going to impart what is needed along the journey. And it's not always going to be in the same place. It's going to be, you're going to gather some, what you need over here and you're going to connect with people and then you're going to move forward and you're going to gather here and connect. And there's some people that you'll always be connected to. There's some friends that are just absolutely going to be family to you, no matter where you go in the world. But this is just the truth. Some family you'll have to walk away from and go the way that God is showing you. Amen. So the second, the second area that I want to speak on is God separates some believers because they are on separate assignments. See, we walk together. There's there's people that God will connect us with that we will come together and just really walk in the in the fullness of spirit of God together. And I mean just have awesome times in prayer together. Um go and just uh, have glorious times in church together and you know, really bond in a sisterhood or brotherhood or just as as a church family or a group of some sort where you come together for the sake of God and, and his purpose and his will. And we speak into each other and pour into each other and pray for each other and cover each other. And then all of a sudden you have to separate. And let me tell you, that can be very painful. Because these people you have completely connected with and you feel like, okay, what am I going to do if I don't have these people in my immediate circle? I mean, sometimes it feels that way. 
It feels like, hey, we've come this far by faith together. And I can't imagine leaving these people behind to go this way that God is showing me. Just like God spoke to Abram, where he said, I'll leave your father's house, leave your people to a place that I will show you. And it is that form of faith and then that separation that can be very painful. But let me show you something. This actually happened with Paul. So let's go right now. Let's go to... In fact, yeah, let's go to Acts 15, 36 through 41. And this is the NIV version. It says, sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark with them but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus but Paul chose Silas and left commended by the believers to the grace of the Lord. He went through uh, Syria and Cilicia or Cilicia and strengthened the churches. So that was Acts 15, 36 through 41. So what do we see here? We see that, and, and we know Paul and Barnabas, they were, let me tell you, they were just almost joined at the hip, Right. We saw many scriptures where they walked together in power and in authority, doing the things and the works of the Lord, being in prison together and and really just coming up against all kind of opposition together and facing it together with the power and authority of God and just doing great things, miracles, signs and wonders, all kind of things together. They walked in complete agreement up until that point, up until that point, Barnabas wanted to take John. And Paul says, nope, mm-mm. he was not faithful. Uh, he probably thought he was wish-washy. And, and he thought that he would probably neglect them again and, and do his own thing again. And he didn't want to take that chance. So what did they do? They separated they both went on separate missions. Now, a lot of people say, oh, Barnabas was wrong for wanting to take um, take him with him. Maybe there was something in his heart that really wanted to connect and stay connected to John. Wanted him to stay, you know, connected to him. Uh, and well, his name is Mark, but um he probably felt in his heart that he needed to connect with him and and go the rest of the way with him. He may not have been wrong. Maybe it was for Barnabas and Mark to go on a separate mission, a separate assignment together. And then Paul chose Silas to go the rest of the way with. That happens. See, we have to know and we have to stay flexible to what God is doing in our lives. We can't just completely attach ourselves to people to the point where God cannot lead us and guide us in any other way. 
See, we don't want to forfeit the journey, the entire journey over a person. Sometimes they cannot go with you. And as much as we love them, and as much as they've been a blessing to our lives, and as much um, as much as they're anointed and they're called, and you and you can see the power of God in their life. You can see what God is doing and how it would benefit you in your walk with God on the rest of the way. But sometimes God has other people in mind that he wants us to walk with. And we have to leave these people behind so that he can bring these other people into our lives. I mean, the reality is when we say that Jesus is Lord, when we say that we walk with Jesus, when we say that we are surrendered and submitted to the call of God, that includes even having to walk away from those that we really feel like we can't do without in our life. And really and truly, I mean, it's it's novel to have that type of attachment to people. And really and truly, it's it's really our love for that pe- for the person. It's really our love for those people that keeps us there. And that that right there, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing at all. But when we accept the full calling of God and his purpose, we have to accept it in its entirety. Let me tell you right now, I've had to walk away from so many people along my journey. And I'm telling you, I think those are probably the most painful times because you think that you're going to, you know, do all these things. In fact, you make plans. Okay, we're going to do this together. And we're, and when God takes us higher, we're going to do this. We're going to travel here and there. And we just have all kinds of plans. But then God steers you in a different direction, steers you in a different way, steers them in a different direction. Sometimes there's people that, Um, I was connected to that they end up moving to another state. They end up getting married and moving on to another uh, city. So these things happen. That's why we have to keep our focus on God alone. We have to make him the ultimate reason behind everything we do. Do you hear me? Everything. Otherwise, we will either be stagnant. Or we will just be walking in disobedience because we don't want to go away from these people. And we don't want a person, a mere human, to keep us from what God has for us. See, we were created to solve problems that he sent us into the earth to solve. We are an answer to problems. We are equipped with the anointing and the power of God to be released through us, but we have to be flexible to be where he wants us to be. See, if we're carrying around anointing and power and the glory of God, and with God being all-knowing, knowing the beginning the end from the beginning, knowing the people that he needs us to connect to. See, our breakthrough was, is, or has come through, or our blessings have come through people. 
But if they were not put in our lives, in our paths, we would never have that blessing, right? Well, it's the same here. If we were not flexible, if we're not flexible to allow God to lead us and guide us here and there, then somebody's going to miss that blessing coming through us. We will not receive the the reward for being faithful and for being obedient to him in order to be a blessing to that person. So when we really say that Jesus is Lord, we're saying our life is not our own. Our life is not our own. We we completely take our hands and our, our take it out of our control and we say, God, do what you want to do. And think about it. We say all the time, God, have your way. Holy Spirit, have your way. Well, what if Holy Spirit has your way? Have your way means walking away from the people we love so much. Walking away from these people to step into the unknown sometimes and connecting with people that we, we've never met before, that we've never known before, but that God has placed in our path. And trust me, you'll know when God has placed people in your lives. You will know. And so the, the truth is that God is bringing new kingdom connections into your life to accomplish his will in each other's lives, not just in your life, but in their life too. See, when he connects you with these kingdom connections, with these new people who walk in the things of God, who who is gifted in a certain area that maybe you need, or you're gifted in a certain area that they need, or a ministry is in need of what God has placed on the inside of you. There is a greater purpose than just you and your life and you and yours and your family and and what you have going on in your life. Our lives are so much bigger than that. And his purpose, his kingdom, the building of his kingdom must take precedence over anything and everything in our lives. That takes a level of surrender and submission that a lot of people are not comfortable with. But let me tell you, it is worth it. Because you never know what life or what soul is hanging in the balance, waiting on you to be obedient to God's instruction. Amen. I know this is going deep. I may be moving a little fast, but there's so much here. In fact, let me check my time and see where we are. Yeah, we are at 30 minutes. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to make this a series. Okay, because I don't want to make this long. We're going to continue out next week. We're going to continue in the area where it says God does not want us to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. We're going to go into that and we're going to read that in Second Corinthians 6 and 14 through 18. Um, we're going to speak about what it means to be yoked. We're going to speak a little bit about um, also when God asks us to separate from believers who are living in sinful lifestyles. Now, that's going to be that's going to be one that we're going to get into in depth because that one can be a little hard um, to deal with. But we're going to definitely dive deeper into that. But just to kind of put a cap on what we've discussed today, 
When we say Jesus is Lord, I'm saying this again. When we say Jesus is Lord, not just Savior, because if you think about it, think about when people say the sinner's prayer or when people um, ask you to say the sinner's prayer. They'll say, I'm asking you to be my Lord. Jesus, I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. Why do they separate it? Because to be my Savior means that I am receiving your sacrifice and I believe that you did it for me and I believe you and I receive you as my Savior. I believe that you saved me by what you did, by what you sacrificed. But to say that you are my Lord, that means you are my owner. That means you, I belong to you, Lord Jesus. What I am, it is because of you. Where I go is because you told me to go. What I'm doing is because you're asking me to do it or you're telling me that that's what I need to do. I mean, it is absolute. It's a life of submission and surrender when you say that Jesus is Lord of my life. So some of us, we need to say that again to him today. Lord, I love these people. I love these people. I have gotten used to being in their company. I've gotten used to them. I love them. I'm, I would miss them if I did not have them in my life. But Lord, you are my God. You're Lord in my life. So Lord, even though it's hard, I say, Lord, yes, your will and not my will be done. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you for this word today. Lord, we thank you for speaking to us and giving us instruction, giving us meaning behind our life and what it means to serve you and to live for you, God. Lord, I'm asking God that you would touch your people right now. Lord, you have been dealing with some people's hearts that are listening to this right now. To walk away, to walk away from people, to walk away and, and go a separate way, to go a different route, to take a different job, to take on a different task, to, to leave a certain group and go in a different way, to leave a certain lifestyle and, and, and friends that support that lifestyle and to go into full submission and surrenderance to you. And to wait on you, to wait on your instruction, to lead and guide you into where your life is meant to be in. Lord, it's hard to let go of people because we love deeply. But Lord, we ask right now that you give us the strength that we need to leave and walk away from those that it's meant to walk away from and allow us to connect with the people that we are destined to connect to. Lord, we know that your way is better. We know that your path has purpose and there is nothing that is by a coincidence. Lord, there's people that we've bumped into in our lives that we're supposed to connect to. And we haven't because we know that the people that we're connected to would not receive those people. So, Lord, we thank you, God, that we are going to obey you. 
We're going to let you lead and guide us into all truth concerning our lives. And Lord, we fully understand now why they can't go with us. And Lord, we ask that you would give us the strength and the courage to walk away and to walk towards you to get your instruction on where to go, how to go. Lord, we depend on you. We trust you. You are Lord and Savior of our lives. So, Lord, we lay it all down to you right now. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus, yes to your will. Yes to your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for taking this time. It's it's been a it's been a long podcast, but I really want you to open your heart and spirit to what God is saying. This this message is speaking to many of you. And I want you to hear God when he said, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to take you higher and deeper in me. Amen. So God bless you all. Thank you for tuning into Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace, and I pray that you have a blessed week. And until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.